1: Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome in. Giants fans, what do you say? 38 to 7. 38 to 7. Uh, with you for the next four hours, uh, this uh, this hour is uh, is called Fantasy Forecast. I know, again, uh, leagues are over, but a lot of people are playing some DFS. If you did play Ellis Goddard yesterday, good for you. Um, if you did play Miles Sanders yesterday, good for you. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a, a large portion of this hour uh, recapping, unfortunately, what happened to the Giants yesterday. But we also have two, I think, uh, good games uh, ahead of us this afternoon and this evening with Cincinnati going up against the Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys uh, going up against the 49ers. Um, we've got, uh, we've got um, Tom and is, is Joe with you? Who's with you today? I'm sorry.
3: That would be Joe.
2: Oh, Hey Joe. Hi, Anita. <laughs> and How are you your voice. I'm sorry, man. I know you were excited. About, I, I, listen, I'm, I, I know you were excited about this game yesterday. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about what happened. Um, we'll open up the phone lines. We're here for you. I don't know if I'm going to do a good job walking you off the ledge. Uh, <laughs> here, 800-919-3776. All right, so let's, let's dive into it. 38-7, to what, what, what the heck happened? Uh, I'll tell you what happened. The Eagles offensive line happened in 26 pass-blocking snaps. That Eagles offensive line allowed zero sacks, zero hits, and only one pressure. This is the story in this game: zero sacks, zero hits, only one pressure. Um, Jalen Hurts was pressured three point nine percent, almost. Four, let's just let's round it up. Uh, Jalen Hurts was pressured only four percent of his dropbacks. Marinating that for a minute. That is the second lowest pressure rate in a playoff game since they started evaluating this metric. The, the, the best offensive line performance uh, in the history of the NFL or in the history of when they started uh, paying attention to this metric uh, was back in 2019 with the 49ers. This was the second lowest best protection rate. That's that's really where the game is. Uh, and 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 what really happened because I, I'm still not believing Jalen Hurts is hundred percent. Okay? Look at the numbers. 154 passing yards. Granted, two two passing touchdowns. Um there there were a few there were a few passes that he had zip on it. and But but that's really the storyline here and how the Giants could have beaten the Philadelphia Eagles is getting after Jalen Hurts. And here's the thing. They knew that. If, if you paid attention, a lot of people don't pay attention to formations and what's going on on the line of scrimmage. A lot of people who watch football follow the ball. And I get it, you know, because that's where the action is. Right. But if you, if you watched the game, you saw that the, Eagles offensive line had six, seven guys on that offensive line. I, I mean, it, and here's another thing, not only credit the Eagles offensive line, but credit Nick Sirianni. We're all week talking about what the giants needed to do. If you listen, we had a special New York game day show yesterday right here on 98.7 ESPN. SPN uh, Matthias Kiwanuka, who is going to join me at eight o'clock. Uh, can't wait to talk to him about this debacle. Um, but we talked about it at length. We were on for three hours yesterday. What the Giants needed to do. What were Kiwi's keys to the game? And that is getting after Jalen Hurts, roughing him up. Making that shoulder not feel okay. And and what the Eagles countered with. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, you know, this goes to show you, you can go out there and you can pay a ton of money for you know, a top-notch running back, you can pay a ton of money for a top-notch wide receiver. But when it comes down to it, and, and it, it, you hear it time and time, it's one in the trenches. I know it's not sexy, but it's true. It's one in the trenches. And that's what happened yesterday. Giants defense could not get to Jalen Hurts. I'll share the numbers with you again. Jalen Hurts, 16 to 24, 154 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he only ran the ball nine times for 34 yards. And, and a lot of those weren't, you know, it, 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 and he, here's the thing. He ran smart. He, he ran, ran wise. Whenever there was, he, he, he took off with the ball when he felt like he could and there was a lot of space. And usually you'll see Jalen Hurts fight for extra yards. You didn't see that last night. Whenever there was a a Giants player within three yards of him, he went down. You don't see that often with Jalen Hurts. He's always fighting for that extra yard. Didn't happen last night. Kenneth Gainwell, 100. And Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. In 12 yards and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 90 yards. Boston Scott, the giant killer. His 11th touchdown against the Giants. How about that? 11 touchdowns Boston Scott has against the Giants in his career, and he doesn't even start. So uh, they were able to put up 268 rushing yards. 268 rushing yards against the Giants. But here's the thing. And... Again, we talked about it yesterday. The goal for this Giants defense was to get after Jalen Hurts. When when you are so committed to one aspect of the game, something else has to give. And the rushing attack did give. I'm right now. I'm, so so right now, I'm looking at the highlights on on SportsCenter right now while I'm talking. And so you had you had five offensive linemen blocking. Trying to protect Jalen Hurts while there's two guys just sitting around and watching the other five guys block. So you had six, seven guys on the offensive line at any given time, and then, and then of course, you know once once the Eagles go up by three touchdowns, game changes, right? Game now the Eagles are just like, let's run the ball, eat up time of possession, and and call this a night. You know, you you can't. You can't especially with the game plan you can't let the eagles go up by that many points so it's just really a sad night it, it, i didn't expect the giants to win i did expect them to cover and i did expect it to be i was ex- i was so excited for last night's game i i really i wanted it to, and 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 i was i hosted a, a few people here at the apartment and um and and it was a mixed bag there were some eagles fans there were some giants fans and I was thrilled for the Eagles fans that were here, you know, they, they were extremely happy, but it just wasn't entertaining. A game like this isn't entertaining, regardless of, of, of who you are a fan of. You know, you want to see a good game. And, and this game was, this game was horrible. And again, not only 21 nothing, 28 nothing. The Eagles were up. So it's hard especially now Eagles are up 28 nothing now what happens. Now you 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 pretty much a lot of times you abandon the run, right? So take Saquon Barkley out of the equation. It's just a horrible series of events in regard to uh, what happened here. Uh, as for the Giants Daniel Jones 135 passing yards, one interception, not a great night. Um Saquon Barkley Carried the ball nine times for 61 yards. He averaged 6.8 against the Eagles. That's not bad. Okay. Daniel Jones rushed for 24 yards. Richie James targeted 10 times, 7 for 51. Saquon Barkley uh, targeted twice for 21 yards. Man, that's just missing. His over-under in uh, receiving yards was 24 and a half.
1: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: At the end zone, the only touchdown for the Giants with a trick play, Saquon Barkley in shotgun. So anyway, and, and Giants walked away with just one sack. Uh, and that was, uh, that was McKinney. Well that's interesting. Why does it say one sack but yet in in another another total zero sacks? Who knows? At the end of the day, the storyline here is great game plan by Nick Sirianni. Unbelievable protection for Jalen Hurts who was was untouched. And the game plan for the Giants coming in was to get to Hurts and they couldn't even do it. And unfortunately, here we are. So, um, still a lot more football to be played. Okay, it's unfortunate. Both New York teams are out of it. It's still a lot of football to be played. Um, open up the phone lines, 800 Giants fans, if you want to comment on the game yesterday, would love to hear from you. Also, we're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland and Fat Jack, professional handicapper, uh, giving us some insight in regards to the two remaining games that we've got uh, on the slate later on today. And of course, this afternoon, we'll talk some DFS. Matthias Kiwanuka joins me at eight o'clock. We'll get his thoughts uh, on recapping the Giants and the Eagles game. Rich Samini is going to join us. We'll get a a Jets update, uh, looking for a new offensive coordinator and, uh, and some of the other news surrounding the Jets. Uh, Vic Carucci, who covers the Buffalo Bills, uh, gives us a preview of that Bills-Bengals game. I'm really excited. I just here's at the end of the day. I don't know about you. I just want to see some good football. I, I, I really do. And 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 I'm going to get into some of the numbers in regard to Kansas City and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kansas City, as we know, won twenty twenty-seven twenty. I'll do that when we get back. But Patrick Holmes hurting his uh, his his ankle. That was quite frightening. Uh, and, then, uh, and then demanding to come back in, upset when they wouldn't let him come back in. But, of course, we saw him come back in and, and, and play the second half. Uh, but what does it mean for him moving forward? Because don't forget, he's got a lot of and running and racing through those veins in game while a game is happening. What happens this week is, uh, as you know, those endorphins settle down? And how does his, his ankle and his leg respond to whomever Kansas City is waiting to face in the AFC Championship game, whether it's Cincinnati or the Buffalo Bills? We'll hear from Jordan Renan. Uh, I know it's going to be early for him because he probably didn't get back to New York until 3 o'clock in the morning, but uh, we'll hear from him as well. And uh, Mike Tannenbaum. So, uh, jam-packed show. We've got a number of guests. We'll recap what happened with the Giants and the Eagles, unfortunately. We'll take your calls throughout the next three hours. And um, and we'll hear we'll have a variety of guests on to get us ready for today's games. OK, Anita Marks with you. I'm sorry, Giants fans. I know it's not a great morning. 800-919-3776. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: 800 Let's go to your calls. Eli. Good morning. Welcome.
4: Hey, Anita, what's going on? Uh, yeah, sad, sad morning for Giants fans. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, listen, it was a good season. Uh, you know, we we did better than expected. You know, a lot of people were expecting us to not even get four or five wins. So, uh, you know, this was uh, a little icing on the cake. But uh, it should, yeah. Uh, just to touch base on last night's game, uh, I really thought uh, I think Brian Gable did uh, a couple of, Rookie coach moves in the playoffs, uh, where I don't know. Yeah, your, your producer disagreed with me, but I really thought that the Giants should not deferred the ball. I think they should have kept it and start like when when Washington when the Washington football team beat the, the 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 Eagles. You know that first drive took a ton of time with them running the ball. And I feel like if we would have, you know, at least set the tempo early and not just come out and, get, you know, kick the ball to Jalen Hurts and have him punch us in the mouth, and by the time uh, the se- the second bad decision of the fourth down, we were down already 14 points. And then you said it best. You know, at that point, you're forcing Daniel Jones to throw. So, I don't know. It's it, Like I said, it was – it, all in all was bad football yesterday, so – you know, it was not. It didn't have exciting games, but uh, yeah, that giant loss did hurt just because it was just so lopsided.
2: Yeah, and and Eli, you know, you make and thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. You know, you make a really good point. You know, this is uh, this this is a, a much better season. I, I know Giants fans are, are disappointed, but. I th- I think there's a lot to hang your hat on here. This this is a Giants team that did a lot better than we anticipated. I mean, coming into the season, their over under win total was six and a half. And for the Giants to to, to beat the Minnesota Vikings in the postseason and now advance. I mean, this isn't you know, I, I I think I think it would sting a lot less if this was more of a competitive game. Giants still lose. Like I, I, I did expect the Giants to lose. I thought there was a chance that they could beat the Eagles if they could get to Jalen Hurts, but they couldn't, but you know, I, I think I think Giants fans have to feel, should feel really good and real, really proud about the season and the Giants able to build off of it. I really do. Uh, before we take a break, uh, let's uh, and we're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland and Fat Jack, professional handicapper, getting you ready for the two games this afternoon. Cincinnati going up against the Bills. That will be the first one, and then of course the evening game, Dallas and the Forty ers That's going to be a I just want good football. I just want, I just want good football. Uh Kansas City took care of Jacksonville yesterday, 27 to 20. Even with Patrick Mahomes going down with that ankle injury. It's not good. Patrick Mahomes uh passed for 195 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Chad Henney came in, uh was five for seven, twenty-three yards, and a touchdown pass as well. Uh Isaiah Pacheco was Fabulous! Love watching him run. Ninety-five yards. Jarek McKinnon put up twenty-five rushing yards as well. Kadarius Tony carried the ball once for for fourteen yards. But the story, of course, was Travis Kelsey. Uh, if you were listening yesterday, I told you Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown, and and the Kansas City Chiefs winning. Sure enough, he didn't just score one; He scored two touchdowns yesterday. So if you and you could have wagered that Kelsey was going to score two touchdowns. I want to say that was like like four to one or five to one. So that was a nice payday if you did play that. Um Cadarius Twenty targeted times was 5 for 36. MVS scored a touchdown as well. So that's where predominantly Kansas City uh, got got the majority of their points. Trevor Lawrence 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception. ATN rushed for 62 yards and uh, and and had a reception. Um Zay Jones 5 for 83. Christian Kirk, 7 for 52 and a touchdown, uh, said that he was going to sc- score a touchdown yesterday, and sure enough, he did. Uh, Kansas City, not great against wide receiver ones. So there's that. So uh, so now Kansas City sits back today and, and waits and see who wins between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, that will be their next opponent in that AFC championship game. We'll see what happens. And Obviously, the big news this week is going to be um, uh, Patrick Mahomes in that ankle, and how is it going to respond getting ready for that AFC championship game. And of course, as we know, the Eagles now have an opportunity to sit back and and watch the game later on tonight and see, you know, is it the Devils Cowboys? Is it the San Francisco 49ers? I'm sure they're hoping it's the Cowboys as opposed to the 49ers. I don't know about you. I'd rather play the Cowboys than the 49ers. But how about that? Let's give a shout out to the NFC East, right? Unbelievable. All right, quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Cynthia Freeland and Fat Jack. They're going to start getting us ready for the two games on tap later on this afternoon and this evening. You're listening to Fantasy Forecast here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with the 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: that are still on the slate for this Sunday. Of course, three o'clock it kicks off. Cincinnati going up against the Buffalo Bills. And then later on, the Dallas Cowboys against the 49ers. Earlier this week, Cynthia Freeland and Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com join me on my gambling show and uh and my Saturday show. And so I want to replay those clips for you, Then previewing the two games remaining on the slate. So first things first, let's listen to Cynthia Freeland again, Cincinnati and Buffalo Buffalo favored by five and a half. The over under for Buffalo is 48 and a half. Cynthia, what say you? You know, this one's an interesting one because if both teams are at full,
0: you know, full effectiveness, I would feel differently. But The fact that Cincinnati's down not one, not two, but likely three offensive linemen, 60% of their starting O-line, an O-line that already gave up 41 sacks this season, like that is – not ideal especially because if there's one thing that those buffalo bills defenders like really really love it's making sure that they sack the quarterback so while joe burrow has been good under pressure i just think that like this is where leslie frazier dials it up and by the way they do they play with you know multiple and more defensive backs than normal five or more defensive backs over 90 percent of the time so you're blanketing the coverage and sure jamar chasing space is great but if he doesn't have time to you know set the play up at all, it's going to be very difficult and I just you know me I love o lines i 'm a big o line person. it makes me feel very scared when their o line isn't there like I'm like ooh it's just hard to hard to to imagine that going very well
2: yeah that's a, that's that's a huge concern there's no denying that, but this has not been a bill's defense. Uh, that has been the same without Von Miller, right? Now they're they come into this mm-hmm. this matchup 18th in pressure rate and 21 in sack rate. But with that being said, uh, probably my favorite prop bet here is is Josh Allen anytime interception. Um, you know, dude's well, just 16. been a turnover. He
0: leads the league with 16. So,
2: right? I mean, what what gives there? Uh, you know, this is a team they've got 30 turnovers, most in the NFL this season. Um, so, you, what, what, and I think that's going to be like, I can see him like crucial turnover, Cincinnati driving down, scoring a touchdown, kicking a field goal, and they cover. Like, like I, I think turnovers are going to be this, this is a team that, you know, can take advantage of turnovers because just how explosive Joe Burrow in this offense is.
0: Definitely could take advantage of it. Now, here's the thing. If you watch Buffalo's O-line, they split, they spread way out. So their tackles are pulled further apart from their guards than other teams, right? So because Josh Allen wants to run, they're kind of setting it up so then they can constrict really easily, and then he could be outside a tackle with just a little bit of a shift from the tackle, right? So when I'm looking at this, what, what could be potentially different in this one, it's really trying to exploit the fact that, number one, I don't think... With the, so the the Bengals are also banged up in their secondary, meaning Kitebe Wouzier hasn't been playing since, I don't know, I think it was week 3 like for a while now he's been out. Lost for the season. That's their number one corner. Eli Apple, I'm sure, you know, Giants fans can tell you he has some great moments and some not so great moments. There's some inconsistency there. You saw it last week against the Ravens. Demarcus Robinson absolutely, you know, tricked him. And that's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, Josh, I think in this one, will 100% be like, all right, I'm not going to get tricked by this because he even admitted it with those turnovers and the the interception on the intended pass to John Brown that, you know, he's got to take what the defense gives him. And because there's some holes in that defense, I think the defense will give him just enough, especially between Dawson Knox and playoff Gabe and all the different, you know, Cole Beasley and John Brown. So they they do have a lot of different weapons available to him. I don't think the turnover has. I think I like it. Ooh, I like the interception, but I don't think it's going to be a punishing turnover is my my kind of point.
2: I hear you. I hear you. Cynthia Freeland joining us. You can see her all over the NFL network, of course. Um, last game on Sunday night, and that's the Dallas Cowboys going up against the 49ers. It's great as the Dallas Cowboys looked against the Bucs, uh Still, the 49ers are favored by four. Uh, this line has been fluctuating. It was earlier at three and a half. It's now back to four. Over-under is at 46 this will be the fourth straight road game for the Dallas Cowboys. Five of their last six. I think that's key here. Uh, I, you know, I, I I think Dallas against the Bucks uh, were smoke and mirrors. I I just think I didn't expect the Bucks to be that god awful. That game, I just I thought that the Bucks were more awful than the Dallas Cowboys being good, especially as as horrible as they looked against Washington the week before. But nonetheless, how are you playing this one?
0: Yeah, I think and look like. I did not think that the bucks would look that bad either. And then I was watching it back again and not only did they look terrible, but they also couldn't catch the the passes that were there, right? Between the bad kind of play calling and then the drops, it just was unfortunate all around. And that one interception, Tom's first red zone interception as a buck, that changed the entire cadence of the game. So while I'll give a lot of credit to Dak Prescott playing a near perfect game, it's going to be so much harder. To pull mm-hmm. that off against this defense, who can get home only rushing forward they don 't need to blitz, they can drop guys back in coverage. Sure, we saw some things from Charvarius Ward that could be targetable, but you know there are just only so many things that you can do when you 've got a bosa coming at you, and you know obviously their o line having to go back and I got you know we don 't know exactly at least by the time at the time you and I are talking who 's exactly healthy with the configuration because remember. They had a different configuration to start that game, then there was an injury, and then they had to go back to the one that had been a little bit more susceptible to them to end that game, but it was already kind of out of reach for the Bucks. So that's going to be something that's very, very important and crucial when you got Armstead, you got a Bosa, you got all of this pressure coming at you, and not a lot of opportunities to make mistakes there for Dak.
2: All right, we've got our picks from Cynthia Freeland. Now let's hear from Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com. He joins me each and every week on my L.A. show as well as here in New York. All right, let's hear it. Cincinnati Buffalo, again, Fat Jack. Buffalo favored by five and a half. Scary situation that took place between them and the Miami Dolphins over under at 48 and a half. How are you playing this?
3: Yeah, you know, it's funny, the line has continued to trend up at open three-and-a-half, and you're getting Buffalo money as well, The stump sharks and certainly the general public still a more comfortable with Josh Allen at home even after last week's kind of close call against a third-string quarterback with Miami. I can't get over the fact Cincinnati's going to show up with three offensive linemen it looks like they're not going to play. If they can't run the ball and they're getting predictable down in distances, they haven't been great running it anyway recently. But if they don't get mixed in ahead of the chains and stay out of the predictable spot, that's a Buffalo defense, I think, is going to tee off on them. And that's why a lot of the general public is still more comfortable, even though Josh Allen has not been great at protecting the ball. I'll also say this, that I like this game under the total. This is one of those spots where you get two marquee quarterbacks, neither of them playing backup quarterbacks this week. Everything flew over last week. You're going to get some regression here. And this is one of those spots where you have – teams that are going to try to keep the ball away from the other team's quarterback. I think the conservative game plans, especially out of Buffalo, which they've been known to do as they head deeper into the playoffs, just not make mistakes and let their talent win out. I think they think they're the better team here. Cincinnati's certainly gotten hot and been the best team since the middle of last year against the number on a 24 and one run against the spread. If you go back to last year, really, really strong and outperforming the number. If they got there, it wouldn't totally surprise me. With those offensive linemen banged up, I'm going to go ahead and ride Buffalo
2: um, uh, the the thirty four thirty one doesn't scare you at all. The fact that Buffalo gave up thirty one points to a third string seventh round rookie quarterback in Skylar, in what- as my mom has corrected me, it's not Skylar, it's Skylar Anita. Um, as if he 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 was a, a character in like a Star Wars movie. Um, Thompson. I was
3: gonna say I live in Oklahoma. I don't know anybody who pronounces it Skylar. So unless his parents moved here from like Brazil or the Netherlands or something, I think they're calling it Skylar. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm betting, but I could be totally wrong. And you know, it always worries me when recency bias isn't what I like this week. But it also, I, I realize that all the line setters also have TV sets, and I, lo- I understand that they saw that also. And why is this total in the 60s if they're going to give up 30? I think they'll do a better job at stopping Cincinnati. And I definitely think that Cincinnati's not going to want to put Burroughs in positions where he's going to drop back in predictable spots and get blitzed by this this uh, pass rush with three offensive linemen that are probably going to be down. So I think there's lower scoring uh, momentum here as far as the defense shows. And I like that regress to the mean versus high scoring last week. This week I think they'll be a little more, a little more tame offensively.
2: And, and also, really quick before we move on to the last game, the fact that, that Josh Allen has been a turnover machine, he's averaging thir- three turnovers a game, he's good for at least one interception, sometimes in the red zone, and, and fumbles the ball quite often. He fumbles the ball, he doesn't necessarily always lose them, but he does fumble. I, I mean, I, just, I, I truly feel that ever since that elbow injury, Fat Jack, I, I feel like, like Justin All- Josh, Josh Allen has not been, you know, vintage Josh Allen.
3: If he doesn't, he hasn't been, and that's kept totals down, but the rest of their team I don't think gets enough credit for how well they play. This team has not covered a lot this year, but they've been getting it done, and defensively it's been why that's been driven. When Josh Allen has thrown up and turned the ball over more than he's supposed to, the defense has kept them around, and I just, like I say, they're at home. I'm not backing the Brinks truck up on this one, but I'm not willing to buy into three backup linemen. when, If they get behind, they are going to be unpredictable down in distance on the road, by Niagara Falls eating a bunch of corn dogs and having to score points with three offensive linemen that definitely aren't going to be able to stop that pass rush. So I just, I like, I'm more comfortable with the spot where Buffalo gets the lead and is able to uh, get after the quarterback.
2: Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. That is where you can find him as well as here uh, on, on ESPN radio um, spewing the knowledge, helping folks win the money like Kenny Rogers. Um, all right, so the last game on Sunday night, the Dallas Cowboys going up against the San Francisco 49ers with Mr. Irrelevant at the helm. Uh, the 49ers favored by four. This line fluctuated. Earlier today, it dropped down to three and a half. Full disclosure, I bought the hook. I bought it down. I got it for minus 136. Um, it's back up to minus four. The over-under is 46. What's your play here?
4: Anita,
3: I'm again, 5-0 and last week, 12-1, and I really like this game. I will say I rarely say that, but I really like uh, – here's the deal. San Francisco, I love I love what the quarterback's done. I love the story. Who's the best team they played, especially with him at quarterback? They have played one team that's still remaining. We look at strength of schedule right now, the teams that are still around. They have the, they're have they the best teams, at least in theory. This San Francisco team has only played one of the remaining teams. You know how that was? Kansas City, who rolled them by three touchdowns. This guy the quarterback has been put in a great position with a very, very good team. But the difference between what San Francisco is without the quarterback position at all, let's take quarterbacks out. The difference between how good they are versus some of these other teams that are left is negligible. It is not that great. He's been put in great spots against inferior competition. If what happens if they get behind? I do not believe that this kid all of a sudden showing up as the success story of the entire league. And I think that this Dallas front four, Michael Parsons leading the way. They will get after him. They're going to score. Now, this always comes with that big if with uh, with uh, Dak Prescott. If he doesn't turn the ball over, if he doesn't throw interceptions at an opportune time, this Dak Cowboy team is suited to give San Francisco some trouble offensively and certainly defensively against this great story that's been that San Francisco quarterback. Give me the Cowboys. I think they not only cover, I think they win straight up.
2: Whoa boom drop the mic Whoa, exit exactly. stage left uh, and you mr irrelevant again this is like a made for Disney movie that's for sure the fact that this is the fourth straight road game for the Dallas Cowboys and oh by the way have to travel across the country um, well Midway because we know where Texas is located if you took you know uh you know geography, geography. In, in, yeah. in high school yeah, yeah exactly um and uh, and this is their four there's their fifth of six road games as well that that, that doesn't frighten you at all.
3: Bambi's mom died. Pumbaa's mom died. Disney stories are not always written with happy-go-lucky storylines. Sometimes the main characters have some problems, and I think this is a, the first time that we're going to see a San Francisco team that is in a position to get some problems and the one thing everybody would agree is we don't know exactly how this kid's going to play if he gets problems if he gets behind those type of things haven't been an issue against the likes of seattle and the Chargers and the teams they've been playing lately this cowboy team can execute offensively if they can protect the ball and defensively especially if he gets put in what i where he has to throw the ball he can really present some problems here and all four favorites are not going to cover i mean i guess you like you like cincinnati So that would be an underdog, but you're going to have one or maybe two of these underdogs that step up. In my mind, this is the best opportunity for an underdog to get a win on the road.
2: All right, I want to thank Cynthia Freeland and Fat Jack for joining us, giving us a nice preview what's to come later on this afternoon. Again, kickoff 3 o'clock Eastern time for Cincinnati and Buffalo, 6.30 for Dallas and the 49ers. Hang tight we come back. I'm going to share with you my DFS players, guys, that I'm going to play today in DFS with these two matchups. Stay tuned for that. And, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka joins me at 8 a.m., for New York game day. We'll kick it off then. So uh, still a lot more coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Disappointed. You know, I wish we could have done a better job, wish I could have done a better job. I feel like crap. I mean, that's, as honest as can be. You, know, you work extremely hard to get to this spot. You do not take it for granted. These are hard. This is a hard place to get to this division round and to move forward. And just, I feel more for the players and the coaches because we've put everything we had into it and we just, we didn't get it done.
2: Sounds like Brian Dable needs a hug. It's disappointing. It really is. Um, and uh, again, I think, you know, Giants fans got to feel really good about <clears throat> this season. obviously, you wanted more fight out of this dog uh, in regard to this game. Uh as we know, Giants losing 38 to 7, but all in all, I I think I think this was a a real productive season for the Giants and especially Daniel Jones. Coming into the season, I said I don't win-loss record doesn't matter to me. I I want to see some progression with with Daniel Jones. And boy, boy did we see that. Right? Boy, did we get that, right? And and I think and I think now I think you know the Giants know what they need to do with both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, right? So there's so there's there's that. there's the silver lining. Silver lining is uh, Giants and the Giants fans now know what you have in Daniel Jones. Okay, so there's that. We still have two good games on tap for today. The first one kickoff is at three o'clock. The Bengals going up against the Bills. Uh, And then of course, 630, the Cowboys and the 49ers. So DFS, how am I playing it today? Um, I do like actually my three favorite quarterbacks heading into this weekend uh, are all playing today. And of course that's Josh Allen, Joe Burrow and Brock Purdy. Um, I I think Dak Prescott is in for a very long day against that 49ers defense, so I'm not playing I'm not playing uh, Dak Prescott in any of my DFS lineups today. Uh, but I think I think Brock Purdy is going to surprise some people. Um, I also I know there's there's a lot of talk uh, about the offensive line and the injuries that the Cincinnati Bengals have have had as of late. But I still believe that Joe Burrow has a solid day against the Buffalo Bills with no Von Miller on their defense. They are 18th in pressure rate and 21st in sack rate. So this isn't that, you know, really aggressive Bills defense. They, they've been dealing with some injuries and not just Von Miller, but they've been dealing some, with, with some injuries in their secondary as well. So I still think Joe Burrow has a solid day. I'm going to pay as much money as needed for Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey will own the day today. Dallas Cowboys, uh, 21st or 22nd in DVOA in the run game. And they're allowing 4.4 yards per carry. I think think this is going to be a lot. We're going to get a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I'm also going to play Tony Pollard over Ezekiel Elliott. Not that I like either against this 49ers defense. And I am going to play some James Cook over Singletary in DFS. Okay? Wide receivers, give me a lot of Jamar Chase. Give me some CD Lamb. If there's one way that you can beat the 49ers in their defense is in the passing game, especially wide receivers coming out of the slot. Okay? So, um, and CeeDee Lamb runs. He, he's all over the place, but a large percentage of his, his routes are ran, are ran out of the slot. Brandon Ayuk, D- love me some Debo Samuel. You you won't be able to afford both Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, um, so I'm gonna alternate them. I'm 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 gonna pay that pretty penny and I'm gonna alternate them in a lot of my DFS lineups. Okay. I also like Gabe Davis today with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of him. Um, my favorite tight end is Daniel Knox. He's, uh, he's scored a touchdown in, I want to say, five straight games, something like that. Uh, he is looked to a lot in the red zone, and I do believe he scores again. So Daniel Knox is going to be the, the tight end that I use a lot in DFS today. Uh, and, and sprinkle in some Schultz and some Kittle. I'm sorry, Dawson. Why do I, I always say Daniel? Why? Why do I say Daniel? Uh, maybe because I'm thinking of Daniel Jones. But nonetheless, thank you, Tom. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Tight end for the Buffalo Bills. At least I got the the last name right. Um, That is the tight end of choice that I'm going to be utilizing. And uh, defense, uh, obviously, a a lot of the 49ers, they're they're just so damn good. They're just so damn good. So anyway, that's what I'm going to be utilizing in DFS today. (coughs) Excuse me. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka will join me. I'm excited to get him on. Curious to get his thoughts on all that went wrong for the Giants Uh, last night unfortunately if you're just waking it if you're just waking up and you're tuning in as you know uh, the Eagles did beat the Giants 38 to 7 I don't know maybe you turned it off at some point when they were up 28 nothing so so we'll do it we'll do a dive into all that coming your way next Matthias Kiwanuka will join us on New York game day 98.7 ESPN